This is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, happy Monday. Thanks for joining us here on our Open Lines, Open Ideas, Open Anything Goes program. If you've heard it, you know what it's all about. If you're just joining us for the first time, strap yourself in. It's a lot of fun. And uh, we hope you'll join us as uh, our conversation goes whatever direction you want it to take. 360-676-5464 is our phone number. And I just caught the end of uh, Deanna's uh, newscast there where um, a show where you eat hot wings while you're being interviewed. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Not only are you, you know, choking on the heat and, it, you know, it's, it's making you sweat here, you know, having difficulty speaking. But you got that sauce all over. <laughs> but it reminds me of, uh, Deanna had me one time read uh, news stories uh, while I was uh, eating one of those super, super sour candies. And I don't know, you can't really call them candies because they're, they're not very enjoyable. There's a number of them out there, but uh, I, and kids like those sour things. I, I don't know. They just, I, I, I don't terribly enjoy them but uh i do like some spicy food now and then but uh well as always whatever's on your mind we want to hear from you 360-676-5464 here at kgmi connects and i guess then there were two i mean the the republican primary kind of thinned out quickly i mean usually it goes on for a while at least for the party that isn't uh in uh, the white house or doesn't hold the white house uh we we have sort of a cycle. I mean, as I recall, back in uh, well, even twenty twenty, uh, with in, on the Democratic side, there were you know we went. Uh, Joe Biden really didn't start to you know really pull ahead until the South Carolina primary, and um, you know think back to twenty sixteen. I think the other contenders, the Republican contenders, were in it for quite a while before uh, Trump really claimed the crown ahead of the convention, but. And here we are, um, interesting situation with just uh, really just Trump and Haley left. Uh, we'll see what happens there in uh, New Hampshire and uh, how that uh, affects. I mean, will, it be, will it be over and done with? Uh, well, we'll see. And is that how, I mean, is that what, I mean, are, and we, I've been seeing on uh, newscasts or interviewing different voters, you know, are you happy with this? And, of course, now both sides are saying, uh, your candidate is too old. Uh, is should we have an age limit on uh, those holding uh, office, especially the presidency? But people have been talking about um, senators. We, you know, Diane Feinstein uh, served almost until uh, you know the end of her life. And um, but is does that mean just you know, because you're old, you're you know you're <laughs> unable to serve or do any other job for that matter? I mean, is there, do we just say there's a, you know, you hit that certain age and that, you know, you know uh, we can't use you. Go, go, go find a rocking chair somewhere. But uh, as I said, we want to hear from you, whatever is on your mind. And uh, let's get rolling here on this Monday afternoon with uh, Jim, who is in Bellingham this afternoon. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. 
How's your day going? It's it's going good. It's going good. It's been a busy Monday, but that's all right. Okay. Uh, I'll do my best at my spiel here. Okay. Uh, Dennis Prager, yeah, I always get sidetracked him by him, uh, although I, I won't <laughs> say always. But he, he's uh, commenting just at the end of his show about how he hates the NFL. Yeah, what was that? Uh, he was lashing out at sports writers that they're – there, there. Some, uh, the, the, I, I, I don't get it. Um. Any, anyway, go ahead and make your point. Well, I think what he said was they're playing the black national national anthem, whatever that is. I, I what? don't know. I've heard one at the one of the halftime, maybe the Super Bowl. I, I, it was probably just a game. Uh, okay. So you remember me? I went out on a limb, so to speak, by calling football uh, Nuremberg rallies. You know, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, I still think that it, it has its point to be made that way. Owners are still exploiting the extreme labor aristocracy, which is the football players, because, you know, the owners get about half of the money, don't they, the revenue. And so they, they don't really do much. They're like a regular boss who doesn't have to work at anything and just makes it. But the players do uh, make tens of millions of dollars. And so I always, uh, and that's what a labor aristocracy is in Marxist terms. It's a, it's the cream of the crop among the people who actually do the work, and it's an extreme form of that. But you know, the athletes usually are pretty safe. I, there was a poll done on the Mariners many years ago, and 13 out of the 15 of them polled were Republicans. And so I'll say that the athletes, due to their wealth, are usually safely in the Republican or centrist or center-right Democrats. You know, they're not going to be socialist and. Tom Brady's not going to ask to support ta- uh, taxing him or yeah. his boss, Robert Kraft. He's not going to do that. So uh, that gets us back to, and religion. Religion is used as sort of a coagulator to the ideas that they want to espouse of militarism. None of that, like salute to service they have in the end zone. You know, they're very militaristic and all that. And uh, so uh, Michael Parenti has a good video I've mentioned several times. It's Deep Politics. And he's calling essentially not – he is kind of a – I think he was. He's retired, of course, but he was uh, quite a bit sympathetic to socialism. But this particular show, he talked about social democracy, which is kind of what they have in Sweden had. I should say it's no longer that much because the world's turning right. But they had a real good living for everyone. There was a you know, heavy downward pressure on the extreme wealthiness. And then he says – well, how hard is it can it be to live on only a few million dollars a year? You know, so that would be his kind of upward limit of what people should make, and then the benefits of that would accrue to the society in general. So, uh, those are my main points. And I will say this: that it takes work to create wealth. And when the football players tell you that they work hard, they're very young and they're you know gifted. That you just can't coach right. uh, the the ability. Sure. But I'd say. Uh, some of some or many of us don't like hard work because we've done it before. We do it. So consider yourself fortunate if you do like hard work, because I've done some hard work. And sometimes when I was healthy, it wasn't so bad. But it's really a pain in the butt to be out in the fields and in yeah. the, the sweatshops and all that. Uh, so, I, I, uh, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yeah. So that's kind of my main point. I could have a few more, but, you know, I've been on for a couple of minutes. So, well, you know, when I just talking about the NFL and uh, and and the major league sports, I mean, they they do have very strong unions. The players do. And sure, yeah. the, the the owners make the bulk of the money. But and and really, it, they're kind of kind of the playground of the, the rich. I don't think any owner of uh, major league sports uh, uh, franchises 
made their money doing that. They've made money before some in some other way, and then they were able to. They had the wherewithal to be able to buy into that that uh, ownership group. You know, well, what I'm I will saying? say this. I'll I'll just say Great. that I'm I'm a fan of the uh, the one team that does not have a a wealthy owner, and that's the Green Bay Packers because they are. Yeah, they're kind of a <laughs> they're a community corp- owned, right? They are. Yeah, they're they're a shareholder uh, owned uh, franchise. The only yes. one there is, I believe, but. But okay. I, but you know I mean the the players are paid well. There the, it's a it's a very obviously especially in football. There's a very limited time that they'll be able to play for most of those most of those players. There there are a few that uh, make it you know twenty year career, but there yeah. are many many more that only last. You know like they say they call it the NFL not for long stands for not for yeah, long. That's right. And that racism does exist, Joe. By the way, it's not dead. No matter what Dennis Prager says, it's just some people, there's good and bad and in between in every ethnic group in the world. That counts uh, us and me, too. I try to be as good as I can, but there's there's rich people, poor people, and in between, and with different attitudes and hatreds and loves and all that in every single ethnicity. So blacks are at the bottom much more than the rest of it. I could go into a statistic on that, but I'll, I'll leave that for another day. Uh-huh. All right. Okay, Jim. Thanks, Thanks for, for having call. me. You bet. Thanks for your call. Thanks for getting us rolling here on this Monday. And, uh, well, John in Ferndale is on another line. Hey, John. <laughs> hey, Joe. How's it going? All right. You've got some thoughts on Prager? Well, you know, I'm not going to talk about Jim, our communist friend. I'm glad he doesn't bring up Joseph Stalin anymore, you know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, the thing is, okay, so the other day, my my thing with with uh, Dennis Prager, he's trying to defend Jordan Peterson, right? Do you know who that is? Jordan uh, Peterson. I, I, he is the guy I, from Canada with the high-pitched voice, sounds like Kermit the Frog, right? He got in trouble with the Canadian whatever the heck uh, psychological board because – He's a hate monger, right? He's a psychologist, and he's telling people on Twitter to kill themselves. He got in trouble because oh. at the college, right, if you know, they had they had a transgender student, and he wouldn't refer to him or her by whatever their preferred pronoun with their you know new gender was, and dead naming them, calling them by their old name, and and all this stuff, and um, you know he's for all all that, and he's he's a very weird person. This Jordan Peterson, anyway, he got in trouble because, well, he got in trouble a lot of things because he's always shooting shoot his, his 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 mouth off. But there was a plus sized, very beautiful, by the way, model. Now we're not talking someone four hundred pounds, roly poly, you know, okay. like. Like, okay. like you know, like those sad folks are, you know, like on Jerry Springer, where they have, they have to remove the wall to get them out of the house. No, this was a plus-size model, and she was I, – I, you know, like the thing is, Sports Illustrated is selling swimsuits. You know, that's probably why they went awry, right? Because they're more into that, you know, selling flesh and whatever. It's not really porn. You use your imagination, you know, but it's modeling. It's that whole thing, right? Okay. It, 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 like, I'd never appealed to me, but um, they're, they're, they're selling swimsuits. And if you've ever, ever been to Walmart, there are a lot of people in the country who are not of ideal weight, let us just say. Okay. And they don't need any more shame. And stupid Jordan Peterson, so he's in trouble because they want to yank his license. Because he's, he's telling people, you know, he's, I mean, and thank goodness you don't even know about him. 
How lucky for you not to know about about him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I wanted I, to. This, the, the guy wasn't really on my radar, but uh, I see that. Uh, yeah, he's um, he's a, oh a bit of a gosh, controversial he, subject, but. I mean, he preaches this. You know, the, the thing is, there's nothing wrong wrong with saying, and you absolutely should clean your room. Make sure you know. Keep your stuff straight, right? Don't get in, into habits where, you know, that are bad, and that includes people and drugs and alcohol and all that. And then sure. the guy gets hooked on benzos, and instead of, like, doing rehab and the hard work of whatever, you know, the standard way, he, you know, he goes to Russia during COVID, go, gets himself put in a coma so he can go through rehab with, without any of, of the withdrawal. Huh. His daughter okay. gives him COVID while he's in a coma over in Russia. Crazy man, this guy. He's, over, he's always on Joe Rogan and stuff, and, and he's like their intellectual guru. But what, what our former president said this, this weekend, Joe, and I think he does this just to bother me so that I will call and, and be because I don't know if well, anyone's it watching. Be. It could be. He but... he. He said, like, no, he still, he, still, he still needs total immunity, which no other president has ever had, right? right and right. he still okay. would, uh, he can have SEAL Team 6 assassinate his political enemies, including the Senate, so he could never be convicted if he was impeached. But then he says, he's like a rogue, he's like a rogue cop. And you got to give him immunity. He's going to give immunity to all the police. So I guess he, he thinks that, like, Garris. Uh, who was that guy Chauvin? Derek Chauvin, yeah, right. Uh-huh. Who, who uh, killed George Floyd? Right. Nine minutes, and I've talked to, to, to people who, who who were like, "Oh no, they were too hard on him. He he didn't mean to kill him." I said, "Look, you watch that video. He's okay. staring that girl daggers right at right in the eyes while he does it." And there's a whole thing where they they both worked security at a bar, and they had some dispute that's never come out. But there was some beef between they knew each other, but. But whatever, Mister 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 Trump is saying that the rogue—he's like the rogue cop—and you got to give him immunity, Joe. Okay. Even if they beat, kill people, if they kill people, and, and it's like, why? When will people wake up to this madness? Because the Supreme Court's not going to tolerate it, Joe. They're okay, not going to give Trump immunity w- without giving it to Biden as well, because laws work that way. All right, you, you well, can't we'll, say, you know. We'll uh, see. We'll so see. I'm, I'm just okay. concerned about okay. the madness. All right, John, I, I understand that. Okay. We got that. And we'll take a quick break. We'll get your thoughts in just a moment. 360-676-5464. Hi, Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions, here to talk to you about health insurance. Are you looking at retiring soon? Or maybe a change in your employment left you without coverage? Whether it is a plan to go with your Medicare or individual health insurance you need, find out how working with a licensed insurance agent at Guided Solutions can help you navigate the plans available in your area and help you make the right choice for you and your family. Learn more today by calling us at 866-733-5111. Join Windermere real estate experts Rick Todd, Julie Brown, and Lyle Sorensen every Saturday at 10 a.m. Seven things that movers hate to move. Radio real estate. Number one is foam mattresses. They're heavy and they don't have handles. They make a bag that comes with straps to roll it up and carry it. There's the mattress hack. Brought to you by Windermere Real Estate on KGMI AM 790 and 96.5 FM. Streaming live at mybellinghamnow.com. 
dedicated to service, shining a light on local individuals, law enforcement, and groups giving back to our community. Brought to you by Nieder House of Luxury in Bellingham. Did you know that the Volunteer Center of Whatcom County helps mobilize volunteers to help transform our community? If you're a community member looking to make a difference, contact the Volunteer Center of Whatcom County, a program of the Opportunity Council. Volunteers help extend the resources and successes of hundreds of local nonprofits in Bellingham and the county. You can make a difference. Contact the Volunteer Center of Whatcom County today. Learn more at oppco.org. That's oppco.org. Dedicated to service, brought to you by Nieder House of Luxury. Go see why they were voted best jewelry store in the Northwest. You'll find a beautiful selection of GIA certified and lab-grown diamonds, plus unique custom designs with an in-house jeweler. Find them at 21 Bellwether Way, Suite 107, next to Lombardi's Back Patio. Every day, KGMI brings you the latest news and information. And we also give you a chance to express your opinion on a major news story of the day. Go to MyBellinghamNow.com anytime and take part in our daily news poll to see what others are thinking and add your voice. We'll have an update during the KGMI afternoon news and we'll give you a final tally and a new question each day during the KGMI morning news. Be part of the conversation with the KGMI daily news poll. Another informative and free feature from KGMI and MyBellinghamNow.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for being with us here on this Monday. Let's go to Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's it going, Joe? I'm doing well. I was listening today on and off to Dennis Prager and Lars Larson, and one of them brought up this black national anthem thing. I had briefly heard that once before. There's some sports teams that want another song to be sung along with our national anthem. Sounds like a super bad idea. But I wondered if you had heard anything about that. Well, now I'm seeing the NFL. Now, this is on um, MSN.com. But uh, lift, uh, NFL confirms black national anthem will be played at Super Bowl. Lift every Never knew voice, there was such a thing. Lift every voice and sing. Now, I've heard of this. I haven't. Uh, paid it a lot of attention, um, but it'll be performed by Grammy-winning R&B singer Andra Day, played alongside the Star-Spangled Banner, which will be performed by Reba McIntyre. Um, what do you okay. think of that? Is that a good idea to have a black national anthem, or is that a bad idea? I I don't think it's a necessarily bad. I I and and there are people I suppose that um, connect with it. Um, eh. You know, it's, I, How I does that serve to unite us if we have a different anthem for different colored people? Where's the uniting a, there? I, I don't know that. I don't know if you're calling it an anthem. I mean, because we got we have other songs that celebrate America, America the Beautiful, and uh, right. Uh, but your national anthem is one song. At least it has been for a couple yeah. hundred years, right? We have patriotic yeah. songs, but we have one national anthem, okay. as far as I know. So this is kind of a spooky thing because this will lead to more division but the fear is that the left will adopt this as good and we will have a second national anthem for black people and that that's going to be devastating that's going to be division and you're every day a black person's only going to think about the color of their skin that's all they're going to think about they're not like they're american or they're human they're black and then they're american and then they're human but that's you know it's just a bad precedent 
but you know, you're you're assuming that that hasn't been the case when uh, we've shouldn't be. The, it may or may not be the case. Lived in a country that uh, where people were discriminated against simply because of the color of their skin. And but now they are not, Joe. It's way well, better now than it was in the past, and that's not way, recognized it's, it at is, all. It is way better, and we've made progress, but the progress hasn't been complete. I mean, the the uh, the the task. I mean, we not, aren't. Uh, and probably never will be a completely colorblind right. society. Right, that's the point. That's yeah. the point, to never be complete. That's what the left wants, to never have anything completed. The environment will never be good enough. Racism but, will never be good enough. No, never no, be no. Good enough. I think you're looking at it at the wrong in the wrong way. I think that we, you know, we we all, all we, we'll always have our differences, and we yes. want and and it's and it's right for us to celebrate who we are as individuals and as communities. And to and yet to not discriminate against yeah. others because of who they are or what they might celebrate or and but for a long time this country simply celebrated one group's you know the, their their special uh, what have you their their events or or what it meant to be them rather than in being inclusive and maybe and. Maybe some of these efforts do go too far, um, but at the Should same be time, united, not divided. Yeah, but I mean, when you're playing catch up, do you, you know, you won't There's you no always? Catch up, that's made up. Uh, no, I, I don't think so. That's invented. That's a recent invention in the last 15 years. That's made up. So you We've think done, that the, 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 the past the, the, has the, been bad? I agree. But, we have had a bad past. But, but when did, when better. did when did the the playing field become completely level? I don't know that it has. Well, affirmative action attempted to level it, even though it used reverse racism. And our state banned that in 2000. You can't judge someone for a job, especially a government job, based on their race solely. You have to judge them by merit and if they qualifications. That was ended, yeah, like 15 or 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, Joe, you shouldn't even look at – when somebody applies for a job, your race, religion, nationality, sex should be irrelevant. It, it should, should be, be but but the job. but you know for for the vast majority of the, the this the time this country has existed that hasn't been the case, and now but you look because time, I mean it's I mean like we that. well and because we passed civil rights laws in the '60s and because we've made progress in the direction of of creating an equal society and and I know you disagree with it the the the, okay. the idea of uh, systemic racism. But it does oh, yeah, still. But up. I invented. Well, you believe that, but there are a lot of people, yep. and a lot of people who live it, who say no, that it does exist. And but Joe, so we, who I can side, prove it's made up. I can prove that systemic racism okay. is made up. Okay. Find me that word twenty years ago, anywhere. Find it in the past and show me where it existed. It did not. Well, that doesn't. It is recently that made does, up. That doesn't prove anything. I mean, yes, it does. That doesn't mean that the it didn't whole idea exist. Is new. But it's it's called awareness, Rich. All oh, right? so we weren't aware before. All these things that were so bad, we just simply weren't aware of? <laughs> well, no, that's that. Well, or, yeah, I mean, to a degree, sure. I mean, there so, there's, there was the, the yeah. idea that there's racism that exists in the country, but to really an, analyze the different different pillars of our society. And, is, and So I believe they made this word up because if you can't prove it. Systemic racism, there's nothing you can point to. It's, just, okay. it's an idea. It's not a fact or a piece of paper. You can't point to it. It's 
the boogeyman, the invisible boogeyman that you say exists, well, no, but you can't I mean, really pin him down. You can, I mean, you can point to it in that, um, I mean, uh, families, minority families have a much lower, uh, you know, old, uh, personal worth. Uh, they make, you know, generally have lower incomes. They... But doesn't that have to do with your socioeconomic status, not necessarily race? We, we equate it to race, but it can also be equated to your upbringing and your socioeconomic status of your family. Okay. And it well, may happen I'll, to I'll be that it. those are minorities. I'll, I'll One more it. quick point. Real One fast. quick point about the yeah. NFL. Okay. Are they fair to white people? They're uh, un, un, uh, equally representing blacks more than whites in the population. So are is the NFL racist? Well, we'll leave that. Or not, uh, that's, not representing that's, white people. I mean, that's a question, right? I mean, I think it's, it should be. It's a, it's a uh, league that's based solely on performance. So there you well, have it. Well, shouldn't everything be that way? Well, it should be, ideally. Maybe in that case, if it were the case in society, I mean, maybe maybe the black population would, would we'd, they'd all have all the, uh, the, the jobs in the boardrooms and the corporate offices. And, uh, well, there is some uh, of that. So, yeah, right. All right, Rich. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more. we got Robert, Eric, Mitch, Michelle, rather. Sorry, Michelle. And uh, we'll have time to squeeze you in, too, here as we continue on this Monday on KGMI Connect 360-676-5464. I lock up my Old Spice Fiji Aluminum Free Dry Spray to keep that 24-7 lasting freshness safe for myself. Fresh coconuts, palm trees in the wind. It's like catching waves in Fiji. Actually, I just talked myself into a refreshing spritz of Fiji. My Old Spice is missing! No! Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. The customer is just looking for a great experience. They really did their research, put hours and hours on the internet, figure out what they want. Stop trying to push people to buy something they don't want. Stop lying about things that are not true. Just get down to the human base and be nice. They want to drive the car, let them drive it. They want to go check it out with their mechanic, let them check it out with their mechanic. What do you have to hide? There's nothing to hide. Please, just be honest. Give them a good experience and the rest should be really simple. Here's the numbers. You like them? Yes. Let's make a deal. Let's take care. Let's take a picture of you because we're excited that you bought a car here. The customer should be like, hey, I'm, I'm here because I know I'm going to get a good deal. I already looked at the price. I know what my car is worth. If you can give this to me, we'll make a deal. Here you go. Let's make a deal. We take care of our customers because it's the right thing to do. Bellingham Nissan is part of the Cortez Auto Group. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and MyBellinghamNow.com. 
We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Thanks for joining us here on this Monday. Let's go to Eric in Bellingham. Hi, Eric. Hi, how you doing? Very good. <laughs> what are your thoughts today? Hey, you know, well, I listen quite a bit, and I, I do think it would be a good idea to have a cage match between Rich and John, okay. I think that would that would be a real good pay per view if you ever did that. Okay, I think, I think you'd clean up. That'd be great. Uh, but I wanted to respond a little bit. Uh, I heard John earlier today, and he was talking about. Uh, well, first of all, uh, part of his speech pattern was is he'll say something outrageous, and then he'll say he'll make the comment right, right, uh, and no, it's not right, John. Just because you say something ridiculous doesn't make it right okay and uh, so i guess I'd, I'd say that he was talking about uh jordan peterson and it sounds like you don't know who jordan peterson is but he's it's worth a look up on on the internet um he's a psychologist a canadian citizen and kind of got famous a few years ago for he wrote a book uh 10, 10 rules to have a good life or something like that okay yeah, and I, I, you know, just uh, looked him government up real, is, real quickly. Yeah, okay. It's, okay. It's not right. He was pushing back against the Canadian government was trying to make it a crime um, if you got the if you got the person's gender wrong, and trying to trying to compel you to say things, and uh, you know they don't have the First Amendment rights in Canada like we do here. Um, so it was, it was going to happen. And, and so in Canada, it was going to be a crime if you, uh, refer to somebody as him instead of they, uh, and he pushed back against that. He said, no, I'm not going to say something that I don't want to say. And, and you can't make me, he wasn't, he wasn't going out of his way to misgender a student or, you know, somebody in his class. So. Well, but isn't um, that think, isn't that misgendering someone? I mean, someone says this is who I am, and then you insist on saying no, you are who I want to say you are. I mean, to, I I don't understand how that's an infringement well, on this Jordan Peterson's freedom to express himself. How I, I mean, I what if if uh, what if I just decided I wanted to call you uh, Miss miss eric well, that, i mean and, you, and i just insisted could, on that and and you took a umbrage to that you you felt like it was an insult and but i but i well, said oh it, this my my this is my right i'm you know i mean why, why not well, thank thank god it is your right in this country oh, to say that well, and and it but, and it would be it would be mean i i, I give you that okay. it would be a you know it would be mean well isn't it to, then to okay. purposely do that okay but what if you made a mistake what if you didn't know that I was a they, and well, looking at me, you assume that I was sure. a he. Well, and, and that's, and that's well, different, Canada, and, and I think we, okay. You could have been accused of a crime and, and convicted of a crime, and, and that's not right. I suspect, though, that, and I, I haven't studied the, the Canadian law or the, the, the law that was proposed, but I doubt that it would have, you know, convicted someone of a crime who made a mistake, um, but... As far as referring to someone, but rather someone what who insisted on. If you were just being mean, do you still think that should be a crime? You know, I guess that's a good question. I, and not necessarily, unless it, 
unless it causes a situation to escalate to violence. I mean, because words can, you know, no. it, it, words can cause someone to act out. Uh, but I mean, still, oh, try, why, why, what is, what, what, but I guess I would ask, and, and not necessarily you, but this Jordan Peterson, what is your motivation? Yeah. What, what do you get out of, out of, you know, doing this, insisting that an individual, someone is not who they say they are, and you will insist that they are something different than what they believe and feel themselves to be. I mean, who who is I, he I to really define anybody that. else in any way, shape, or form? I mean, he's nobody. No, no, no. I, I don't really, uh, I, I'm not saying that you're missing the point, but, but his point was uh, the government can't compel me to say something. And uh-huh. cannot charge well, me with a crime like I if I say s- something that the government doesn't want me to say. Right, and I, and I, like I said, I I understand your point there, and that does throw the, this whole issue of free speech into the mix here. And we right. do enjoy free speech, but there's also a, something called human decency and and uh, understanding, and 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 I I know these things aren't. They they aren't legislated. I mean, you know, you're you don't you know. It's, there's not a law that says you have to be kind to me, for instance. But it's right. just about getting along. And I and I would say to someone who who trots about trots about and says, "Hey, I'm I'm a psychologist and I I'm an expert on all sorts of uh, you know human behaviors and yeah. that." And he goes about talking this kind of nonsense, like but I should I, be I able think- to call you whatever I want to call you, and I insist that you're not who you say you are. Well, that's someone who who just gives up their pedigree right there on the face of it. It seems to me. No, I, and it's totally mischaracterized. I, I, okay. I mean, you you really, if you spent you know twenty or thirty minutes listening to a, a lecture from him, um, you would see right now. There's a very compassionate, caring, very, very. Um, it, okay. It's not who he's characterizing as being at all. And, okay. well, you know, I'm... he 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 does have a Kermit the Frog voice. I'll give you that. <laughs> okay. Um, but, well, nothing. You know, I, that, yeah, I mean, he got that. He, he got that part right. But <laughs> virtually everything else he said about him was way out there. Okay. And, and that's what you would expect. I well, see, and I would when, I would refrain from crawling. You know, I, okay, I, you know, we know what's coming out of his mouth is like, wow. All right. I, I would refrain from calling him Kermit. Over and over. If, if <laughs> okay. I, all right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Eric. No, he's, he's a great guy. A good, good great discussion. Show. I love it. I love it. Love the show. Thanks for calling uh, today. Look, you bet. Thanks. All right. Bye. Have a good one. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. Uh, yeah. As far as the term systematic racism, I don't really like that term either. I think a better term would be historic racism because okay. now maybe. You know, the system doesn't discriminate. I mean, it may to some extent, but we have civil rights laws and all of that. But I think the racism issue is kind of morphed into an income and wealth inequality issue because, the well, one thing is the gap between the wealth gap between homeowners and non-homeowners or renters is pretty high, and you're still more apt to not be a homeowner if you're African-American or some other races. Uh, I think that income inequality is the problem now, and that could be based on a history of 
you know, you didn't inherit wealth from your family because back in, in the day when your grandparents had property, they weren't allowed to live in certain areas or discriminate against in a job market. So background has a lot to do with it. So I think uh-huh. we're kind of barking up the wrong tree talking about racism as much as we do. But I think we have problems within wealth inequality that need to be addressed. Well, now. as you're talking, you know, as you're saying that, though, they're intertwined and are historically have been, you know, that those those barriers were put up uh, to home ownership and um, and jobs and opportunity because of race. You know what I mean? Yeah, historically. And now the problem is that people can't afford. I mean, you can have a good job, but you can't afford a house now because they've gotten so expensive. So you can't get in if you didn't have that background earlier. It's harder to at least. Uh And then another thing, I think that when people talk about wealth and income inequality, they often conflate corporations and the rich. Now, I think we should tax the rich more as individuals and maybe when people sell houses or big assets. But I, the tax code tries to do this, but I think it isn't talked about enough. I think uh, a business, if somebody owns a business, say, uh, they're going to look like they have more wealth on paper, but that's the wealth that's the business. It's the buildings of the business. And a business isn't going to run without its buildings. So you don't want to take its buildings away and then expect to have the products and services and jobs that the business provides. So I'm okay with giving some tax breaks for money invested in a business or donating to charity, things like that. But personal wealth, like some of the football players and stuff that are multimillionaires, and, you know, if they're doing charity or or running a business, that's one thing. But if somebody has four or five luxury homes and, and just has personal wealth, a lot of times people just inherit wealth, and it's not from merit. It's just inheritance. Mm-hmm. I think they could do more to tax personal wealth than inheritance, I guess, because the problem, you know, the wealth inequality of individuals is the problem more mm-hmm. than, you know, the other. I mean, it's harder okay. to get in. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah, when you don't have that... Uh that uh, that boost. You're right. Okay, Robert, I appreciate your call. Real quick, I want to give Michelle a chance before we take a break. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Joe. Um, just responding to Rich and uh, first caller Jim of Bellingham. Okay. Um, I, uh, first of all, isn't it wonderful to have temps in the 40s? <laughs> yeah, yeah, heat wave. <laughs> How's that feel? That's great. Um, I was just going to say, um, you know, now granted, there was a great deal of racism in uh, professional sports um, before Jackie Robinson uh, broke the Major League Baseball 20th century color barrier. There have been a couple in the 19th century, but Jackie Robinson broke that in 1947 thanks to Brooklyn Dodgers, uh, you know, uh, general manager Branch Uh Rickey. Uh, But in um, about the same time, a handful, in the late 40s and early 50s, a handful of black stars in basketball and in uh, baseball and football all came to, to the fore. And it wasn't until, you know, well, anyway, the point I'm trying to make is that as the decades went on, 
by the time we reach the, you know, baseball, of course, has actually lost a percentage of black stars, but basketball and football, and, and football especially, has just immensely gained. I remember when my father was friends with all the 49ers and there weren't too many black players, but now, you know, the NFL, uh, NFL is over 75% black, and uh, men ages uh, roughly uh, 20 to, thir- to let's say 20 to 40 are about black men are six to seven percent of the entire population black uh, males and black right. men of okay. NFL age are about three or four percent at most. And the point I may and the point I'm making is that football in its current incarnation and has been for you know 30, 40, 50 years is the last bastion or one of the last bastions. I mean of true meritocracy because. Um, in football, you know, the reason the majority, for whatever reason that black athletes dominate college football now, that wasn't the case, not, oh, you know, right, 50, right. 80, 100 years ago. Okay, but hurry. For whatever reason, the meritocracy element, only the best players, regardless of, of anything else or any group, only the best players make NFL teams. Now, obviously, some are so outstanding, they make others look more mediocre. But they're all incredibly talented athletes. Right. And, um, but, I mean, you could they, look at it, and it's best been in the last couple of decades that, for instance, the quarterback position has been well, where the the black, black players could move Doug into Williams, and be successful. Doug, yep, Doug Williams 70s, was the first. He in, was the in first. The 70s, Right. James Harris and a few other quarterbacks were were pioneers in the 70s. And then Doug Williams, uh, you know, a little less than uh, about either 40 or 50. I forget the year. But Doug Williams with the Tampa Bay Bucks um, was the first starting black quarterback in a Super Bowl game. Well, that but that was when he was playing for the, uh, the Washington Washington team. Yeah. No, yeah. no, it was yeah. Tampa no, no, Bay. No, it was not. He he started. He played much much of his career with Tampa Bay, and then moved to Washington. And and that's who he won the Super Bowl with. He beat they beat the Denver Broncos. But and I appreciate it, Michelle. Uh, but I mean, if you look at baseball, there are a lot of Hispanic uh, players, and now and now uh, we're seeing uh, Japanese players and other Asian players. His game is very popular in those countries and in those parts of the world, and. Um, People and so there's no one easy way to put your finger on why people are successful at something, but um, there we have it. Well, I I really want to get to two other callers, and I've got to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a moment here on KG My Connects. Hi, Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions here to talk to you about health insurance. Are you looking at retiring soon? Or maybe a change in your employment left you without coverage. Whether it is a plan to go with your Medicare or individual health insurance you need, find out how working with a licensed insurance agent at Guided Solutions can help you navigate the plans available in your area and help you make the right choice for you and your family. Learn more today by calling us at 866 733 5111. A lot of times when you're shopping for a new mattress, all you see in a lot of the stores are big signs screaming, sale, sale, sale. But Scott, owner of Northwest Sleep Solutions, says you'll never see a sign like that in his store. Why? I really don't have the markup to do that. Our everyday prices are frankly a lot lower than the sale prices you see. We see the $9.99 beds for $5.99 on sale. We're $4.99 all the time. So we don't do that, and there's a reason we don't, and I think that's one reason we're still here. And people walking by Northwest Sleep Solutions 
can't seem to resist coming in and stretching out on one of their beds. The reason we set this store up this way is for that exact reason. Over the years, it's gotten to where bed shopping seems to be kind of stressful. It shouldn't be. It's a bed. So we'd love to have you come in and just take your time, hang out. And if you come back a couple months from now, that's great. We're not going to pressure anybody here at all. Wilson's Furniture's winter sale is going on now. Your chance to save storewide on living, dining, bedroom furniture and mattresses at the best prices of the year. Stop at Wilson's Furniture today. It's Wilson's Furniture's annual winter sale going on now. Wilson's on Pacific Highway in Ferndale. The YMCA is just a starting line for the true self blooms only when we find our purpose, what makes us tick below the surface. Why is the before work hustle an after school home? A section of my block, a corner to call my own. With my why, I stand strong, seen and supported all along. It's a million faces in a mirror and everyone belongs. Find your why. Join today at YMCA.org for a better us. CHS Northwest specializes in timely deliveries of warmth, comfort, safety, and savings. CHS Northwest is now delivering propane in your neighborhood. Call today and sign up for a whole new service experience for your propane. CHS Northwest, everything you need for home and farm. Hello, folks. This is Phil George. I'm an elder law and estate planning attorney here in Bellingham, and you might know me as the host of The Aging Hour right here on KGMI. I'm excited to share that you can now listen to The Aging Hour every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. If you have questions about Medicare, Medicaid, long-term care costs, probate, bills, trusts, or anything else that has to do with aging, this is the radio show for you. Studies show that more than 70% of estate plans fail when families need them the most. Join us every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m., and we can show you how to set your family up for success. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. A few minutes left here. Let's go to Ed over on Samish Island. Hi, Ed. Yo. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're breaking up a little bit, but go ahead. I don't know, Ed. I'm not, I'm not hearing you. I'll try try if you if you get in a better spot. Can, oh, can there, you hear me? I got you there. Don't move a muscle. Go ahead. I won't move a muscle. Okay. That word systemic. I always appreciate your conservative callers, but that word systemic twenty years ago. Does your caller not read Noam Chomsky or Michael Parenti or Howard Zinn or Ferdinand Lundberg or Herbert Marcuse? I, I suspect that caller never has, but <laughs> you bring up... And you, and you, Josian, couldn't you say that? All right. Capitalism, according to Marx, capitalism is inherently, systemically, classist, racist, sexist, and imperialist. All right, Ed. Well, I appreciate can you dig it. I, I can I can dig it, and I appreciate you you vocalizing that. Uh, and I mean, just because a specific word hasn't been applied to a phenomenon doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Uh, and I guess that was the the point I was trying to make with the caller earlier that uh, this that it, it, even though it hadn't been widely um, expressed as systemic racism, that uh, I think it's pretty. It's pretty easy to to look back and say, well, yeah, I mean, uh, and 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 then we had one of our other callers that said rather this systemic, but you know, a system that did suppress specific races because of their race. I mean, 
that that would seem to define systemic racism. But uh, thanks for your call, Ed. Let's go to uh, Jim over on San Juan Island. Hi, Jim. Hi, Joe. How we're, are you? Good. We're we're island hopping here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm from. Okay, so uh, yeah, Jordan Peterson. I just wanted to say, man. I mean, the guy has a lot of good thoughts, and uh, yeah. uh, the caller challenge due to listen to half an hour. I cha- I challenge you to listen to fifteen minutes. I mean, okay. I tried listening to Jordan Peterson for half an hour, and I couldn't keep it, keep up. It's like if a professional boxer uh, asked me to go jogging with him, you know, in about fifteen minutes, I'd I'd be far behind. I mean, it it was actually humbling, but he makes a lot of sense. And what happened to him? Was I believe he had a professorship, and uh, and they took it away from him. I, and I think he was also being threatened by the law, and uh, but his cause got popular enough to where uh, the, the government uh, decided to pull back. I think I'm not quite sure on all that, but uh, man, the mm-hmm. guy is a true intellectual, and he doesn't use a lot of vocabulary to make his point, which is what a true intellectual does. Okay, so I just, well, just I'll... wanted to. Sp- I'll try, I'll try to sit through some Jordan Peterson then and see what I think. And your spare time, Joe. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't have much, but I'll t- All right. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate Thank you. your call. Let's go to Bruce in Bellingham. Hi, Bruce. Uh, well, hey, hey, Joe. Uh, Ed was closer on the mark to the systemic opinion than some of your other callers. No, it's not in a recent invention of the last 15 years. Anyone that's been up on information is, you know, systemic has been used for decades now as it applies to certain social inequities. And Michelle was off on her stats as far as racial makeup in the sports. Uh, In fact, I I thought it sounded well. A few years ago, I checked that very thing. And a few years ago, it was six of the source I connected with said it was 60-40 black to white. I just checked it again on www.statistics, and now they have it as 56 black, you know, to 56 to 50. 44? Uh, 44. Yeah, 44%. Okay. So it's just a bit of a majority. And in basketball is where there's an overwhelming majority of black. You know, up to 80 to 90 percent of the players are black uh-huh. in the NBA. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know? OK. And, and yeah, and I, like, not, uh, not to be argumentative, but it, it, it's like more. Uh, I just wanted to make sure the information got out was factual. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate that. Definitely. And and I did look up uh, Doug Peter or uh, Doug Williams, rather. And he was, you know, and I'm because I remember very clearly and I've been a football fan for a long time and uh and uh, when Doug Peterson was the quarterback for um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which he was for a good number of years, and that's where the team he started with, um, I remember because they were they were a, a member of the because I'm a Green Bay Packer fan, and uh, the Buccaneers at that time were part of the NFC Central Division, and right. uh, so they played on a regular basis. But then uh, Peterson, I and or Williams rather. Okay. William. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Sorry, Doug Peterson, but uh, he, uh, Doug Williams. Then I don't know if he signed as a free agent with Washington or if he went if he was traded. I, I don't. I don't remember how he ended up with the Washington Redskins, but that that's who he won the Super Bowl with. It was Super Bowl twenty two. 
1988, uh, they they gave the the Denver Broncos a thrashing as the Broncos received a number of thrashings in the Super Bowl through the 80s. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it, the yeah. NFL come a long way with there's now several black quarterbacks, but there's also a lot of position players, skilled players and linemen, tight ends, several uh, wide receivers who are white, mm-hmm. as well as uh, you know a lot of the quarterbacks. But uh-huh. uh, it's, it's more closely evenly divided yeah. in the NFL. Uh-huh. And yeah. baseball, I think, is, is still majority white. It's regarded by some as more of a white sport. Yeah, I don't know what the break, the racial breakdown it, is. And of like baseball, the show but... is right, you know, for a while, uh, there, in in the late fifties through the sixties, early seventies, a lot of uh, Afro Americans had gotten into the game and Afro Hispanics, but now it's really dwindled down, and it, it's it's actually kind of sad, as far as American. Afro-Americans, there's very few, a very low percentage playing Major League Baseball. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Myself, I mean, okay. I'm, out of, I'm out of time, Bruce, but I appreciate your thoughts and your input, and thanks to everybody who called today, and we'll be back tomorrow. Resume our conversation here on KGMI Connects. It's Katie here for Neurostim TMS. It's that time of year again for resolutions. And while many goals focus on physical health, your mental health is just as important. Neurostim TMS has been treating patients struggling with depression for years, and all without the use of medication. Now with 10 clinics throughout the state, including Bellingham. Listen to what some of our patients have to say. Neurostim TMS was like a miracle for me. The weight of depressing thoughts, low energy, and the inability to get a good night's rest over many, many years has been lifted from my shoulders. I finally feel like myself again. I now see beauty where I used to see darkness. Neurostem TMS treatments are FDA approved and covered by insurance. TMS therapy works and without the harsh side effects of medications. If meds and talk therapy feel like an endless cycle, don't give up. There is hope. Contact Neurostim TMS now at NeurostimTMS.com. That's NeurostimTMS.com. This is News Talk 96.5 and AM 790. KGMI Bellingham. KISM HD2 Bellingham from the West Mechanical Studio.